You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by Anchor. My name is Matt Luffy. I'm with Logan Banker and Sean McMenamin today, and we're here to talk to you about the next matchup against the Detroit Lions. We're going to play the Lions Sunday, 1 p.m. at home. The Eagles are back at the Lincoln Financial Field, and they're going to be looking to go 2-1 and one on the season after that devastating loss to the Falcons, so looking to get back in the win column and start competing again. So... Let's get straight into it. Um, this Lions team is uh, has one win and one tie on the season. They tied week one against the Cardinals in Arizona, and then they won against the Chargers back in Detroit week two. And they're looking pretty healthy. Their injury report looked a lot different from the Eagles. Um, obviously, that's pretty easy to do because the Eagles are very banged up right now. But there's not a lot of big names on their injury report right now, so the Eagles should be facing a pretty solid Lions team and a healthy Lions team this Sunday. Um, they recently cut C.J. Anderson from their roster, and uh, that came as a bit of a surprise because he was the you know the highlight of the Rams' offense going into the playoffs and really showing that he's a hard runner. So Eagles won't have to face him, um, but they'll be facing Matthew Stafford at quarterback. He's a decent quarterback. He's averaging 315 yards. Um, per game this season already two and a half touchdowns per game and an interception obviously this is a very small sample size as we only have two weeks going into the nfl season but already putting up some decent stats and last year you could tell he's fallen off um in his career a little bit because last year he only averaged 236 yards per game and 89.9 passer rating so really not the matthew stafford that we knew uh earlier in his career but some players to watch out for, we got TJ Hawkinson on offense, the rookie tight end. In week one, he had 131 yards, so really going to be a threat. But obviously, the Eagles linebackers are decent, so they should be able to neutralize that. Carryon Johnson hasn't really impressed much of this season yet, um, but he's always going to be a threat, especially in the passing game. So the Eagles got to make sure he's in check. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones on offense are going to be a good receiving duo. Uh, we saw what Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley did to the Eagles secondary. So got to watch out for these guys. Kenny Galladay had uh, 117 yards and a touchdown last week. And then on defense, we got Darius Big Play Slay with an interception and two passes deflected last week. He's always making plays. He's made plays against the Eagles in the past, so watch out for him. And then on the defensive line, they really upgraded with Trey Flowers and Damon, Damon Snacks Harrison. So got to watch out for those guys getting pressure on Wentz because – they're ready to you know, light a quarterback up. They haven't done much yet this season, but they're going to be looking to get back into the backfield. So the offensive line really has to step up. Yeah, for me, uh, the player I'm really looking out for most is Kenny Gauda, You know, He's one of those big receivers that the Eagles kind of had trouble with in the past. They haven't uh, played Gauda yet, but just a stature that he has, um, it's going to be a pretty difficult matchup for them. I would probably expect to see uh, Rasul Douglas go up against him, but 
God is definitely one of the guys you have to look out for. He's a really good up and coming uh, receiver. Like you said, and I had a really great week last week. And um, they also added uh, Mike Daniels to the defensive line too. He was a player that the Eagles were interested in. And um, he was a, for, a former pro bowler. So it could be tough sliding on the ground for the Eagles, but yeah, the uh, lines are a pretty solid squad. Uh, they should not be taken lightly. And um, it should be a very good game Sunday. Yeah. The Lions will be looking to put this game in the win column on Sunday and win their uh, first game in the NFC conference against those teams. And they must be uh, felt hard done after blowing a big lead against Arizona and almost winning that game. If Matt Patricia had never decided to take a timeout since the Lions gained the first play first down on that play. And in the second game of the season, they barely snuck by the Chargers and really failed to score many points. Uh, Matthew Stafford has looked really solid in the new offense so far as he has completed 65% of his passes and has also completed 49 passes to 10 different receivers. So that really shows uh, that he's spreading the ball out uh, to different guys. And he'll be planning to continue that success against the Eagles and earn their first conference win of the season, as I just mentioned. And heading into the next topic is an overview of the Eagles. And as you all know, the Eagles will be without many key guys on offense. So Carson Wentz will need to develop some chemistry with the wide receivers as the game goes on and connect with them on both short and long passes. As we noted in the last podcast, the linebackers have been playing very well and truly stepped up in the second game this season despite the loss. Uh, The running game has not been good by any means and their performances thus far have been unacceptable. They brought in uh, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders this offseason for a reason, so they really need to show their belief in them, and Doug Peterson has to give it to them and stick with the game plan. Uh, the Eagles averaged 86 rushing yards per game, which ranks 23rd in the NFL, 275 passing yards, which is 12th among other NFL teams, and they scored 26 points per game, which is 8th in the NFL, a pretty good ranking. And on the defensive side of the ball, The Eagles are the second worst in passing yards and passing touchdowns allowed and rank 28th in sacks, which will definitely need to improve as the season goes along. And just to give a little perspective on the lack of scoring in the first quarter for the Eagles, this year they are scoring exactly the same amount of points in the first half that they averaged in the first quarter alone in all of 2017. So that just shows they really need to jump out to a fast start and fire on all cylinders early and often. And this uh, emphasizes the fact that Dougie P., will have to be on his A game all game long, but most specifically throughout the first half. Yeah, great points there. The Eagles haven't been living up to the expectations so far, and uh, Logan's going to touch on the injury update just in a second. But um, before we get into that, the thing that I've noticed is that last year when we saw the reports that Carson Wentz was maybe overcomplicating the offense, I think this is uh, falling on Doug Peterson now. He might be trying to game plan this offense too much where they have so many weapons to use, and he's not using them properly. When you have an offense with two of two of the best running, or obviously Miles Sanders isn't proven uh, yet, but two great running backs, a lot of great receivers, um, two good tight ends, you can't be trying to hold them back. You gotta, you know, come out uh, like Sean said, score points early and play aggressive. Doug Peterson staying to the game plan too much and trying to, you know perfect this offense but it's really hurting them because they have so much talent but really not tapping into that because he's holding them back a little bit so I would like to see him you know lay back a little bit like Carson Wentz you know develop this offense and he's working with players that you know he wasn't used to working with all offseason he's going to have like Mac Hollins and J.J. Ortega Whiteside 
at wide receiver this week. So you got to play to those guys' strengths and get them open so Carson Wentz can develop the offense. And like Sean said, get the running game going because you brought these guys in for a reason. There's no way that they should be rushing for less than 50 yards combined uh, between the two of them. Yeah, I think some of the offensive woes might still kind of be a little bit of a the departure of Frank Reich uh, kind of haunting the offense because, you know, when he was there, at least in 2017, you really saw how creative the offense was. And while, yes, Doug Peterson does call the plays, Frank Reich was always in his ear, kind of giving him tips, um, saying what's working, what's not working. Obviously, Doug Peterson is a smart coach. He knows what he's doing, but it's always good to have another perspective on things. And um, with Mike Groh currently there, it's clear something's wrong with that in terms of the production of the offense. And I mean, I don't know exactly what the issue is, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if um, Mike Groh was part of that problem. We talked about this um, last season. Just the offense just hasn't gone the same. And um, this week it's going to be even more difficult because they're going to be without some guys. What will help, though, is um, Carson Wentz will get a good week of practice with guys like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Nelson Aguilar, and um, Matt Collins. So hopefully they're able to build on that. But, yeah, some of the off- offensive struggles are pretty troubling. Yeah, it'll definitely need to improve especially this game and as the season goes along because as noted in the previous podcast if they're not able to jump out the fast starts then it's going to be a really long season and they're going to struggle to find wins against some of the elite teams in the NFL yeah and you can't really take any team lightly Uh, we see crazy things happen every single week but the Lions aren't a team to be taken lightly because they have really good players on this team they're not really complete as much as the Eagles are but you know, you can't let these uh, wins or should be wins slip by just because you're you know, underrating these teams. They kind of got off to a slow start against the Redskins, then again against the Falcons, and then couldn't get it done. And like we've been harping on, you can try to get away with that um, here and there. But once good teams come in and their defenses are going to hold up, it's going to be really tough to try to come back in the fourth quarter. And, you know, Carson Wentz can only do so much. You can't rely on him every single game to make a fourth quarter comeback. you got to start off hot and heavy early on. Yeah, the Eagles have a really tough schedule coming up. I talked about this a little bit on Twitter, but in a few weeks they're going to start a really tough stretch. They'll get the Vikings, they'll have the Bills, they'll have teams like the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Packers. You can get away with starting off slow against a team like the Redskins, but when you face one of those really great teams, they're going to bury you immediately. So that's something that they got to really shore up the slow starts. Um, it's it has completely uh, rolling over from last year where this was a problem in 2018. Now in 2019, it's continuing. Obviously they have a ton of time to fix it, but um, yeah, they like against Detroit where they do have a good defense. They have a cable offense. They can't come out slow. They got to really just find out what works and really stick to the game plan, have trust in what they're doing or else they're going to keep having these problems. Yeah, it's definitely going to be very important to get off to a hot start against many teams in the league, especially this week, um, because there's going to be a lot of injuries and that might hold them back a little bit. But Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz have to prepare this offense so that that can, you know, not hold them back as much as it should, missing guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. So Logan has an injury update for us, and we're going to hear about, you know, what's going on with this injury scare all across the Eagles team. Yeah, there's quite the laundry list of injuries for the Eagles. It's Honestly, very alarming concerning. It is just week two. First, let's start with um, Malik Jackson update. Uh, he officially did undergo season-ending foot surgery on Tuesday after suffering that this Frank injury in week one. He should be good for kickoff in 2020, but obviously that's, that doesn't help the Eagles right now. <clears throat> Staying at the tackle, um, 
Tim Jernigan is expected to be out four to six weeks after suffering a broken foot. So that's another pretty big loss to the D-line. Um, some other players aren't expected to be a go for Sunday include Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Obviously, these are the two really big losses on offense. They could be out the next two games, if not more. Um, Jeffrey suffered a cap injury in pregame warm-ups against the Falcons, while Jackson suffered an abdominal strain early on. Uh, Corey Clement, Dallas Goddard, and Nate Sutfeld have all made um, a little bit of progress. Uh, Clement uh, and Goddard both got hurt against the Falcons. Clement's already out of um, the shoulder sling, so that's actually a good sign. He already has full range of motion, but we really don't know the status of any of those guys for this week's game. Um, I would expect Clement and Goddard to be out, but uh, we'll see. Um, one positive thing is the status of uh, Kamu Grugier-Hill. He was limited in practice for the first time, and he's actually aiming to return for the Packers game. So that's at least one good positive thing in, term, uh, in terms of the injuries. But I think we can all agree at this point, the Eagles have a really serious injury problem. It's as simple as that. Um, they've changed medical staffs three times in three years, and I've never seen a team so affected by injuries. So this is a serious problem. Yeah, the Eagles have so many injuries right now that it may even cost them the game on Sunday going up against a good defense in the Lions. But obviously, I, I certainly hope that's not the case. But the backups will really need to step up. I can't stress that enough. But uh, they'll really need to hone in on the next man up mentality that we believe in and they've shown the past few years. And uh, with the absence of a majority of the offensive players, the Eagles must have a stellar day without any mistakes or if there are any, limit them of course, and in order to win their second game at home this season, they'll need to be firing on all cylinders and get into a rhythm early and have a successful day. Yeah, the injuries are almost unheard of, like Logan said. When they were playing the Falcons, they, you know, players were dropping like flies. It was crazy seeing how many players were going to the tent, going to the locker room. Um, they honestly made it sound like... These were all minor injuries other than Tim Jernigan. He was the one that, you know, sat out and had to go into the locker room and get x-rays. But, you know, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, they were still on the sideline. Jeffrey, you saw him on TV so many times. He was right there, you know, looking like he was ready to come in because he wanted to play. Um, But it was so downplayed, and I had hope that they were all going to come back next week. And then all of a sudden, Doug Peterson cancels practice on Wednesday and just does a walkthrough and all this weird stuff is adding up. And then he finally gives some closure on these injuries. And most of them were characterized as day to day. But now we're hearing that, you know, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey will be out for about two weeks and maybe they'll be even lucky to come back week five, which is not what it seemed like when they were playing in the Falcons. Um, so all these injuries need to come to an end because like Sean said, it might cost them games because Carson Wentz isn't used to playing with guys like Matt Collins and uh, other guys on offense. So the pressure is really going to be on Zach Ertz and Nelson Aguilar going into the season. You thought the pressure was going to be on Alshon Jeffrey and everyone on offense. Now you're limited to just like two or three guys. And uh, honestly, I like Ertz, Aguilar, Matt Collins. But in order to be a Super Bowl caliber team and win week in and week out, you need more weapons than that. Yeah, for sure. It's really bad just and it's just a trend that's continued over the last two or three seasons where they have all these great players and then all of, all of, all of a sudden it's like wow where'd they go they're all hurt and um in terms of the day-to-day thing that's kind of like now the Eagles new way of characterizing oh they're hurt but they're, they're not going to go on IR because Doug Peterson after the game he actually said Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey if this were a playoff game they would have played 
But now all of a sudden they could miss two, three, maybe even more weeks than that. So there's some really weird stuff going on, both in terms of how many injuries that are happening and both kind of how they're being handled, because that really does make sense for one second for them to be okay to come back in the game if they needed to, which anyways, it should be a must win game. But then all of a sudden now they're going to be out multiple weeks, but they're listed day to day. It's um really weird. They're, the Eagles have always been kind of a closed door about injuries, but this is just mind boggling how uncommon and just weird, like I said, the situation is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't honestly don't understand it at all. Cause we've seen the past few years, so many injuries and I, they just really can't uh, fix it really. And the players can't stay healthy, which is a big problem. They'll need to stay healthy. They're top talent players. And I'm just confused, honestly. Yeah, and when you're a fan and you hear Doug Peterson say, oh, this player is day-to-day, this player is week-to-week, let me just uh, review what happened last year. He diagnosed Darren Sproles as day-to-day. I believe it was week three, and we all know how late in the season Darren Sproles returned. Uh, Week one, okay, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) he missed so many weeks and got re-injured. So day-to-day turned into multiple weeks. Jalen Mills was considered week-to-week, I believe, and it seemed like he was ready to come back multiple weeks, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's on the IR. So either they're trying to keep stuff away from you know the fans and reporters, or they're just not diagnosing these players well. And that's going to be very detrimental to this team if they're putting players back out, if they're not fully healthy. You know, we saw Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox play through injury last year. And although that's great, you know, you might miss serious time just because you're trying to be the hero or you're just not diagnosed properly, um, which is not good at all. I mean, these players need to be healthy. They need to, you know, try to contribute to this team. But I'd rather have them sit out and get healthy rather than, you know, trying to play the game on a broken foot and uh, cost them multiple weeks in the future. Yeah, we've uh, heard from a few former Eagles players actually just completely torched the Eagles medical staff in their handling of the injuries. Back in 2018, Jordan Matthews said the Eagles handled one of his injuries so bad, almost ended his career. And then you have Chris Worley saying, oh, he, he just completely blasted the medical staff for how they handled his injury. And you got to think, I, I wonder if some of the players on the team feel that way, too, um, especially considering, like I mentioned, they've changed medical staffs three times in three years. So clearly the team knows. There's something wrong with the medical staff, but they just can't get it right. And, I mean, they changed medical staffs after winning a Super Bowl. That's unheard of. I know they had a, a ton of injuries, but you don't do that. And then they change it again the year after. And then after last year, they change it again. So you're on the third one. And at this rate, they're probably going to end up on their fourth one in four years because they're just suffering so many injuries. Um, it's just crazy. I, I really can't believe it. When, they, when the Eagles go out on the field, you can't even really say that's the Eagles team because that's not even the players that are really supposed to be playing with them. You know, Carson Wentz is supposed to be throwing it deep to Deshaun Jackson, throwing it to Alshon Jeffrey. Instead, he's going to be throwing it to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who he's a good player, and they drafted him. But that's supposed to be four years from now, not right now. So it's a really odd situation. Yeah, it's really unlucky. Something you don't want to see any point in the season. And it's just unheard of at this point. And... You'll, you want to see your top guys, your starters out on the field each Sunday, but it hasn't been the case in the past few years. So hopefully they can get uh, maybe if bring in a few new doctors or something to fix this major issue moving forward and get the guys healthy and back to normal. 
Yeah, it's something to monitor, and hopefully these guys that are injured right now on the injury report can come back uh, soon enough because it's not really looking good now. We don't have a lot of closure on any of these players. I mean, the only timeline we really have that's definite is Tim Jernigan, but you know that's hopefully. subject to change. <laughs> yeah, I know, and you never know what's going to happen, but um, it's kind of troubling that the most uh, serious injury that we know of is the one that we get the timeline for, and then these you know, quote-unquote minor injuries are, oh, a week here, a week there, and then next thing you know, it might turn into five weeks. So it's something to monitor, and obviously a key to victory this whole entire season is going to be staying healthy, but my key to victory in this game is going to be controlling the line of scrimmage on offense. It's something that I pointed out um, in our review against the Falcons game. The Eagles didn't really give Carson Wentz a lot of protection, and he got pretty banged up because of it, and you do not want him landing on that injury report anytime soon. So he's also going to be working without his star wide receivers. You know, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, they're not going to be out there. Dallas Goddard probably won't be out there as well. So he needs to be given a lot of time to let these plays develop and let these young wide receivers, you know, uh, get open and run their routes correctly so that he can give them the ball. There was a lot of confusion last week, but it was probably because he was getting rushed pretty quickly. The wide receivers were inexperienced. So having a lot of time on offense is going to be super important. And also they need to develop the rushing game. It's getting ridiculous that we're not seeing their running backs in use. So um, controlling the line of scrimmage on offense, getting the running game going is going to be really important. I don't want to see, um, any sacks or any penalties last week, they got penalized a lot on the offensive line. So, you know, keep it, um, keep it well, uh, you know, strong and tight on the offensive line and they should have a good chance of winning this game. Yep. And for my keys to victory, I think Doug Peterson has to get the run game going early, as Matt just said, and stick to the game plan in order to come out on top of the lines, you know, get in the rhythm get them going, maybe dump a few passes off to them in the short yardage because I heard the Lions, they're not the best uh, linebackers. They don't have the best linebackers, so you'll be able to do some dinks and dunks down the field in hopes of scoring. And if the line is able to create some holes for Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders and also provide Wentz enough time to throw in the pocket, I think they should be able to pounce on the Lions' defense all game long and really get after a fast start, which we have been stressing a lot. Yeah, I'll move to the defensive side of the ball here. Uh, the Eagles really need to get pressure uh, pressure on Matthew Stafford, just like they did, did on Matt Ryan last week. In 2018, uh, Stafford was one of the worst quarterbacks, actually, against the Blitz. For the majority of the season, he had a uh, QBR below 50, so he obviously wasn't very successful against the Blitz. Um, he also really depends and loves throwing the ball downfield. And if you force his hand and um, make him get the ball quick, he won't really be in the element that he's used to being in, and he won't be comfortable. He won't be able to do what he likes doing. So if you're able to get him out of his – um environment he'll probably end up making mistakes um he won't really be able to be as efficient as he normally is and um that's where the Eagles will have to play press coverage kind of like what we saw last week you know we saw Rasul Douglas in the face of Julio Jones saw some other guys playing press coverage ended up working out when when the Eagles uh brought the blitz so that's um something at least I think they really need to do this week yeah and they're short on the the defensive line now with um Tim Jernigan you know missing some time so they're even shallower now at the defensive line depth. So they got to really, you know, bring the blitz, bring these linebackers and safeties to help out, get extra pressure because, frankly, the defensive tackle group is not as good as it was going into week one, not even close. So uh, 
keep the pressure going and keep these guys cycling in and out and have help from other players on defense will be crucial. Yeah, getting pressure from Matt Stafford and forcing him to some um, rush throws should hopefully uh, create some turnovers. And moving into the next topic is our bold predictions. And mine for this week will is that I think Zach Ertz will reel in eight receptions for 90 yards and one touchdown, as he is certainly capable of completing this prediction since two of our top receivers are out in Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. And I think he'll really be able to create enough space, mostly in the middle of the field, and exploit Detroit's linebackers and secondary all game long. Yeah, I think um, Zach Ertz definitely will have a pretty big game, both with the injuries and um, with the uh, poor linebacker crew and uh, just really the all-around defense for Detroit isn't great at guarding the linebackers. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Zach Ertz will have a big game. Um, I'll hop along with what I just touched on. I think um, Eagles will continue what they did last week. I think they will get pressure on Matthew Stafford. They'll force him in at least three turnovers. Yeah, that'd be huge. Again, they had three uh, interceptions against the Falcons. So keeping that you know level of gr- aggressiveness on defense would be huge. And having Zach Ertz contribute would be really good. So those are both reasonable uh, predictions for the Eagles to achieve. Mine is on the defensive side of the ball as well with Brandon Graham. I'm predicting that he's going to have two sacks and two tackles for loss. Um, I picked Brandon Graham because he's easily now the healthiest defensive lineman on the team because Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett weren't 100% going into the season. They were banged up during training camp, um, but were ready by week one. So we know Brandon Graham is, has been ready to go and um, he's going to be healthy and conditioned. Uh, but also, Brandon Graham has mo- been moved into de- the defensive tackle position a lot in the past, especially on obvious passing plays. So moving him in and getting other guys on the defensive end is going to be a pretty good matchup for Brandon Graham. He has a lot of great plays when he's flexed inside. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him, especially in the running game. Um, if he's inside, he can get through those guards and make a lot of stops. Yeah, I really like what I've seen from Brandon Graham this year. He really does look healthy this year after kind of looking a little off last year after that ankle surgery. So um, he definitely could be in line for a big game and a step up uh, with all those injuries. He, he honestly will have to. Um, now let's get into some uh, score predictions. I got the Eagles winning 24-20. to 20. The Lions are a tough team, and I do think the Eagles are easily the more dominant team, but I do think both injuries and some of the previous struggles will keep this game close. So I do think the Eagles are going to win, but it may not be by very much. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be close. I don't think this offense is ready to explode yet, especially with all the injuries. I'm going Eagles 23-21. Yeah, I believe the Eagles will get back on track with a 21-17 win and not your second NFC Conference win of the season, despite having another relatively slow start. Uh, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, I think, will finally be able to break out a few big runs, and the receiving court will struggle with the absence of Deshaun and Alshon. Uh, also, the defense will hold its own and only allow a few big plan play, plays as the secondary specifically will step up. And who knows, fingers crossed the Eagles can acquire cornerback Jalen Ramsey and solidify their secondary after Sunday's game. Yeah, definitely. Again, Jalen Ramsey would be really big. It kind of depends on the price of what he'll require. I think right now it's, what, two first-round picks. I've seen some other people say Sidney Jones maybe get traded. I don't think either of those happen, but... Yeah, I think the Eagles definitely got to at least try making the move for Jalen Ramsey. We could probably have a lot bigger of a discussion on it, but I personally would like to see that happen. Yeah, I don't see two first-round picks, but I would love to see him on the Eagles. So we'll see. There's reports that he may be moved Friday. He's playing uh, Thursday night against the Titans, so 
after the game. Uh, a lot of teams are in the running for him, so we'll hopefully get some closure on this on Friday. Yeah, for sure. Now let's um, check in on uh, some of the NFC East teams. So there's another divisional game last week, the Cowboys visiting the Redskins. The Cowboys, yet again, look very solid. They rolled over the Redskins 31-21. to It's early, but Dak Prescott's play is actually landing him on some people's MVP radar um, already. Yes, I know. Uh, we all agree Carson Wentz is a better quarterback, but Dak Prescott's had a very hot start this season. Cowboys sit atop the division at 2-0, and they're probably going to be 3-0 and with a matchup against the Dolphins in Dallas Sunday, though the uh, Dolphins will be starting Josh Rosen, so we'll see what happens. As for the Redskins, um, they actually did put up a decent fight, just like they did against the Eagles, but they really just don't have the fire, firepower. Although um, the duo of Case Keenum and Terry McLaurin does seem to be pretty legit, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that plays out for uh, the rest of the season. As for the Giants, they got just blown out at home against the Bills. Um, a change was clearly needed, and they actually did just that. They benched Eli Manny for um, Daniel Jones, who played phenomenal in the preseason. He actually could give the Giants a spark, but regardless, I think they'll um, end up at the bottom of the division. Yeah, I think the Eagles will definitely need to keep it close in the division with the Cowboys and head into the matchup against Dallas a few weeks from now with a winning record, of course, or a similar record. Uh, with Dallas, and we cannot afford to fall behind the Cowboys as they're looking like an elite team early on this season, despite their weak opponents. I think we're going to keep an eye out for the Redskins, see what happens with them, and I don't think the Giants will present a problem to us moving forward. Yeah, we predicted it going into the season that it would be a two-team race between the Cowboys and the Eagles, and it could very well be both of them getting playoff spots, or just one has to be a wild card spot, but I'm sick and tired of the Cowboys winning, and unfortunately, they're probably going to do it again in Week Three because they are playing the Dolphins. But um, they're they're playing very well. I got to give it to them. They're using a lot of different weapons on offense. Like Zeke hasn't even been, you know, fully utilized yet, and they're blowing teams out of the water. The defense, we all know, is is very talented, and they're just getting started. So we definitely got to watch out for the Cowboys, and as they look to, you know. Um, almost guaranteed go to 3-0. and um, Hopefully they don't. Hopefully the Dolphins and Josh Rosen can somehow surprise people. But chances are they're going to 3-0. and If the Eagles can't get it done on Sunday and fall to 1-2, and they're already two games back in what was already going to be a very tight divisional race. So they cannot afford that this early on. they got to keep up with the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys had a cakewalk of a start to the season in terms of their schedule. But both the Cowboys and the Eagles, they will see their schedule get pretty difficult at the same time so it's really going to come down to though that six seven eight week period where both teams have really tough games and it's really whoever comes out of that with the better record very well could win the division so in a uh, couple weeks this is going to get very intense in terms of the race I know it'll still be early on but the schedules can get really tough really quick I don't think uh, too many people realize that but it's coming pretty fast yeah the Eagles will definitely need to be on top of their game as they play some top teams and the Packers the Cowboys twice a year when we go up against Amari Cooper twice and also the Patriots with Josh Gordon. So the secondary will definitely need to improve and start playing better if we want to win our division this season. Yeah, and hopefully by the time we get to those tough games, we're going to have the better players back on offense. That'll definitely help out, and hopefully Doug Peterson can figure out better game plans and uh, you know a plan to you know show the league what this team was you know, supposed to be this season because we really haven't seen it yet and it's been disappointing. Yeah, for sure. But as long as they have Carson Wentz, they will be in the games. But I agree they definitely need guys like Alshon and Deshaun back to really have a chance to get some of the uh, more top-tier teams. 
yeah, it'll be important for them to get back quick and and come back effective in order to win some key games this year. Yeah, uh, definitely great points there. And when we looked at this matchup earlier in the offseason, everybody was like, oh, playing the Lions, that's an easy win. But now it's looking a little bit different with all these injuries, a lot of different circumstances go into the game. So definitely very important that the Eagles followed these keys to victory and, uh, you know, come out to a hot start and lock down Matt Stafford and the Lions offense when the Eagles are out on field on defense. So a huge game here um, because they don't want to fall behind the Cowboys, like I said, and, you know, need to show the NFL that they're one of the deepest rosters in the league that they were, you know, so, um, you know, harping on this entire offseason. So big matchup here. But thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you're uh, watching the Eagles this Sunday and cheering them on. We got a big game. And make sure you stay tuned for all the injury updates um, going forward because it's definitely going to be a a situation to monitor. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another Birds banter. And for now, go Birds. Go Birds. Two big